Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jessie Gary of Green Eyed Ambition, and she helps service-based business owners create a business that they love and how it loves to run as well. So looking at your company, working out how it works smoothly, providing the guidance to make it run as efficiently as possible. Hey, Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much for having me today, Mark. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Can you just expand a bit more on that and tell everyone, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Yeah, I am in the place in my business where I truly love helping specifically service-based businesses with being able to organize their business to truly enjoy life. Um, I feel like we have seen so many people with small businesses that are always stressed out, working long hours, not organized, and just working, working, working until they pretty much pass away when there is another way that you can actually have a business. And that's pretty much the journey that I'm in right now myself, where I'm shifting from always working as an event coordinator. I was doing that for 13 years to just realizing that I'm one, even with the organization and the structure I had in that business, the amount of hours and the work that was required, it just isn't acceptable for me now going into this next chapter and season of my life. So I love to be able to be a part of whoever's life that is needing more, more peace of mind and not anxiety because everything's manual and falling apart. Oh my gosh, you're so, so right. I mean, as everyone starts their business, it's, or most people, I can't say everyone, but most people, it's you know, wearing all the hats, doing everything manually, um, trying to remember everything. And it's it's a tough place to be. It comes to the right place, but when do I invest? How do I seek the help to set this system up? And what process does, do I use there? And what platform? Oh my gosh, it's a minefield. So mm-hmm. it sounds like this is the kind of thing which you help people and their businesses to just lay that foundation, get that structure in place. Yes, 100%. And and I come from family entrepreneurs and I have friends that have businesses and and you'll see like they'll have notes all over the place. There's no boundaries. And they're like, how don't you take calls at this time? Like, no, my phone goes into do not disturb. And only three people can get through after seven o'clock. And they're like, are you serious? Down. Yeah, like, no, you you do not have to have access to me. Um, But I think that that's something that's important, too, for us as entrepreneurs is understanding that it's never, in my opinion, it's never too early to actually start teaching people how to work with you or what is acceptable as far as boundaries. Um, And that's something like I have an out of office, a 24 hour out of office reply 
for my event business now for at least eight years. I say that I'm only available for phone calls Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at certain times of the day, and they have to schedule consultations. So like, do some people might push back? Yeah, but not a lot because people will respect what you communicate. It just only becomes an issue when there's not proper communication or execution or integrity with what you say you're going to do at the time period in which you say you're going to do it. Yeah, beautifully put. It's about allowing the right people in. About Forget that. It's about allowing the right energy in. Yes. Now it's but let's just pause there. It is so easy to say, I'm going to put my phone on, do not disturb. I'm going to set my my calendar so I can only take calls this these amount of days. It's so easy to say that from, from this perspective. However, with all the will in the world, it's that desire to help and try and build the, the business, the legacy that means that we can all make some stupid decisions on over committing, over delivering, over being there. And boundaries, you said it, can be like just non-existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's not until you have situations. Well, I, I always say that when there's a challenge, there's an opportunity to learn. So until you have several opportunities of growth and you realize that that's not acceptable, then you will continue to endure. And in the beginning parts, the beginning years of running my event business, I realized that certain things were not acceptable. And the only reason why they were going on was because I allowed it. And I can either continue to complain and say that this isn't fair, or I could, it was not easy. So please don't listen and think like, oh, I just woke up one day and said, I'm not going to respond. And I'm going to, it took time to just to hold to it. That, yes, the opportunity to learn. Let's just pause and focus on that. I fear we're going to go at a rate of knots here. There's so much wisdom that you're dropping and it's so easy to miss it. I want to just highlight a few things. The opportunity to learn. We so many things happen and seeing every challenge as that is a great learning curve I spoke to a, a good friend of mine brenda just now and she was talking about awareness is the first step and then with that awareness brings the choice mm -hmm. choice do you want to stay where you are or do you want to move somewhere different mm -hmm. and then it's the third step it's about the tools the people yeah. the support that help you to do that because it's all good well understanding okay i want to make a different choice but how how the hell do i do that there's the, the emotions that come into this. So every challenge will be an opportunity to learn. And if it keeps on happening, what is in that lesson that you're not quite learning or taking or that you need right now in order to build your business? And, and that also applies into creating your workflows, your automation. So often um, when I talk to people about like, how are we going to set up this system for you? I'm like, where have you had issues? Mm. I'm like, we can build in automations that help with avoiding those things. I'm like, those are not, uh, in my opinion, company breaking things. Those are areas in which you can actually build in something that's going to help with avoiding it. So if it's something with having follow-up, because I find that definitely with newer businesses because they have a flow of new leads and they're trying to keep up with providing the service, probably acquiring new, and then they mm -hmm. get people in their contact form. If they even have a contact form, they may just be them managing it through Instagram DMs, which is, it, I mean, there's certain functionalities, but if you're not getting people off of these platforms and putting them into something that can help you with being more organized, that is just a recipe for disaster. Um, and in those moments, that's when you can think, okay, 
I am overwhelmed with getting X. How can I funnel people through? Or if they're coming through my contact form and they're still asking questions, what can I have go to people prior to this consultation so that they can A, either be more informed and decide not to schedule that consultation or B, more, be more informed and ready to make the decision. Like mm. those are things that we can learn from. But I find that um, depending, and you, you, you focus so much on mindset, depending on where someone is in their mindset, when adversity happens, if your tendency is to blame others, run away, however it reflects or happens, stirs up within you, you, when you're doing that in your business, that is suffocating the ability to grow and then learn how to be a better business owner. But if we don't see it that way, then you're just going to continuously have that repeat over and over again. Yeah. And those systems to bring in different leads and, and qualify them with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, everything you're saying systems and processes. Yes. is the, it's the absolute foundation of a business. I look at it from a, a different perspective of the, the mindset of scarcity and lack. And, mm -hmm. But if I reduce this, then less will come through. So you kind yeah. of, I can see the way you're sort of juggling both hats there. It must be, because I mean, we were joking offline about, you know, your your role can be to manage someone's mindset and perceptions and how they approach things, as well as here's the systems and processes to make things easier. Mm -hmm. So how how hard was it for you to, to sort of juggle those kind of two roles until you said, nope, boundary, I am not your mindset guru. I am not the one to help you. I'll give you all this. If you need that help, I'm not the one to give you my energy and time for that. And for me, it was really, again, like if I'm building something, I want to build something that I love. And I think that there's been this shift since I've turned 40, where I've been even more present to what I want in my life and what I don't want in my life. And then I think that as I get closer to like 60, it's not close, but it's close enough for me to be present to it. I wasn't thinking about 60 at 25. Um, but it's like, okay, I'm going to be retiring in 25 years. Like, do I want this type of activity to take up space or do I not? And, and it's not right or wrong. It just comes down to if I'm creating something, am I really creating something that I get excited about? Is it going to be something that I'm going to feel drained at the end of the day. Um, or if this is going to be something that I really want to grow in, because that's that can be a thing as well. But for me, it was just kind of being in a space of I love knowledge. I love learning. I love sharing it. I do not love coaching people in it because I do have to get through the mindset stuff. And I am not in that space of my life where I am a firm. I am strong at leadership and I do that within my own business, but to do that in other people's businesses, it takes you to hold space in another way that I, I really didn't want to do. I'd rather do it for you, help you, you know, discover it. And then I go on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So let's, let's talk about with all of that said, where you are with your business right now, because you're about to hit a new transition. You have, yeah gone through a self uh, sort of a time of your life where it's you know self-reflection it's self-analysis mm -hmm. trying to work mm -hmm. out what is the next evolution for you um so where is that taking you what is where what's the shift looking like for you personally now yeah so the shift for me is like I, I i did a lot of sacrificing over the years to really grow my business like with the event industry we got hit really hard with the pandemic 
But before the pandemic, my company was doing over $300,000 a year in revenue, which is great. But then when the pandemic happened, I lost like hundreds of thousands of dollars over the mm-hmm. years um, trying to rebuild. And it's like, okay, well, in this environment, do I have the energy to put into turning this into a half million dollar business or a million dollar business? Do I really want to sacrifice not having children? Do I really want to sacrifice? You know, yes, you can have it all, but you also have to be present is this something that I want to do and not Mm -hmm. feel like a victim to that decision? So I knew that I wanted to make that specific decision for my life. So if the pandemic, as much as I, it been great to not have it, I'm glad that it did happen to me because not, there's not a lot of people that will willingly let a $300,000 business implode. Mm. Oh, so let's just pause in there. So you needed that, um, that push or that yeah. nod in the wink from the universe, God, source, yeah. that higher power that said, hey, look, I know this isn't for you and you're not going to do it on your own. So I'm going to give you the little push that you need as beautiful and as hard as that may have felt at the time. Yeah, it was totally worth it. It was what I needed um, because like I even have like a business coach I've been working with for years. Uh, and he he always would say, you usually introduce yourself to people as being an event planner. He's like, you're so much bigger than that. And you have to see yourself as that. You add value. And I think that I allowed, because at that point, I was already doing my business for 10 years. I allowed that to validate me and define me. But then when that that actual definition isn't there, then you're like, well, what do I do? And I had friends that were, you should do this. And like, you know this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and my answer to everybody was like, I don't do that. I do events. I, I would always tell people what I didn't do compared to taking the time to sit into like, what can I do? Like, I do know how to do certain things. I have mm. great talents. It doesn't have to only be when it comes to creating events. That is still even project management. Like, organizing the amount of activities I have to make sure things but if I didn't have those pauses I would have never taken the time to see myself out of that actual career all right so as someone who's built a glorious business Mm -hmm. had some challenges along the way now you're reflecting on the challenge of the business that you do want what you you know what you love you've got your work-life balance nicely set up Mm -hmm. what do you want now what do you what do you really want? Yes, I jokingly say I'm like I am trying to enter into my soft life. I love the strength of my 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 grandmothers and my mother. <laughs> I appreciate the hard work and sacrifice that they did to get me to where they got, you know, were able to get me to in life. Mm. But I don't want to do that. I'm in the place where I want to be able to be present with my husband. I want to be present for our family and our kids. I want to still have a business. It's not that I'm like, oh, I just want to be a housewife because that that's not what I'm saying by no means. But I want to be able to be not in a position that I'm choosing or what or how I would always have head down, not looking, willing to do whatever to get my business to grow. That doesn't work in a relationship. That doesn't work when you, you when you're in a position where you want to be present for your children. I can mm. still have assistance. I can still have people that can 
So I don't have to be there all the time. But the thing about it is that the way that my life was set up before, that wasn't a thing. Like with me moving out of America, we're saying that I want to be able to come back into America to do consulting clients like once a quarter. So then the rest of the time I can do some work in the morning and the evening, but I'm not away from our household. And that's just where I'm at in my life, where I want to build something amazing be a support to my partner and really have an amazing fulfilled life with family as well as in career. Nice. That's the dream to have everything that you want in the right way lined up. Yeah. What do you see as a future, a future challenge that may, may come up and get in the way or something that you're not quite, you're not quite sure how this is going to pan out. What is, what is it for you in that journey? not getting sucked back into my old way. Like it, it, it sounds great. I'm like, yeah, I want a soft life and I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. And then I get opportunities and I'm like, oh, I can do that. Oh, that sounds great. Okay, then I can do this too. And then, okay, I can get a team to do this. You know, And I think what's going to be for me, um, which is going to be the beauty about not being in America is that I'll have with the conversion rate, especially where I'm going, that I'll have more resources that are available so I can mm-hmm. get teams to help me at an affordable price and they get paid well too. So it can really help me with growing my business. Um, but my thing is going to be making sure I don't put myself in a position of doing all things, but having people in place. Yeah. To being able to so i i immediately was like okay being over there i will more than likely have housekeepers all the time and yeah. i don't feel bad about it and i don't feel bad about sharing it if that means that i can have extra time sleeping or doing the things that matter then great or if it's getting a assistant to work with me all the time so then i can have pockets of time where i can be in that role I think that that's going to be the challenge going into this next season of my life is allowing for people to show up in different ways, saying no to things that might really sound like great opportunities, but understanding um, if I'm willing to pay that price or pay that price of hiring someone so that we can still do it, but not disturb our household or saying, no, it's not worth that price. Yeah. What you say yes to, what you say no to. This and it sounds like you've got that kind of trait where if you see an opportunity, something comes up, and it's like, oh, hold on, I know I've, I've made this promise, I've done this, but how can I make that work? Maybe this could happen over there, or I can get someone else in there. It sounds like yeah. you've got a very sort of problem solver mentality, which yeah. aligns with your business and these systems. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. This is what you do. This is your makeup. This is where your skill set is. So that innate trait to hold on how can I actually make this work is that's the pull, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, because me and him have had the conversation, like, you know, there might be times when I do go into, you know, come back overseas that it may make sense for him to come with me, you know, and if we, you know, like depending on what's going on in the family, have everyone come, you know, we, that's going to be a conversation depending yeah. on again. And I think like how you focus on the mindset is, 
if someone's sitting there thinking, oh, I just can't do that, that's impossible, then you never find any solution. I feel that there's always a solution when you allow yourself to be open to seeing what is actually possibly there. And that can be found in a conversation. But if you're not willing to have that conversation, either with someone else or with yourself, then you never discover what true possibility is. Yeah. And now we're coming back down to the awareness again to have mm-hmm. a conversation with someone, to have that reflected back. These things that as, as solopreneurs, as entrepreneurs, as CEOs, we can't see our own stuff. It's so, so hard to. And these blocks that this is what got me to this level. And those mm-hmm. are now going to be the barriers that hold you at that point. So to have that external, whatever it might be, whether it's you do it yourself with books and podcasts or hire mm-hmm. coaches or try and work through with friends and family, whatever it might be, there's all these different ways of getting that feedback of, huh, I never saw that before. And then you get to work out what to do with it. So it sounds like you're very much within that, that experience right now. And it sounds, it sounds fun and tough, but glorious. Yeah. And I think it's also like, I read a lot, like every morning I read different books or I listen to podcasts. And for me, I try to listen to other female entrepreneurs that in my opinion, look like they have it all. And that's not from a monetary standpoint. That's just from a life standpoint where right. every every day they can't be amazing. I don't expect to every day be an amazing mom or an amazing wife. And I'm not even going to commit to that. I'm going to commit to being my best that day in whatever area I need to. So by seeing different people that voice that, and give recommendations on how they navigate around it, then you mm. that even opens up the possibility of like, wow, I can. But if if all I do is look at the women, they're just head down going and then they've sacrificed all those other things that really mean something to me, then that's not a really good reference point for me. So I tend to like look at that, that area of life. Love that. And again, that's what we cover on this podcast. It's about the full picture. It's not just about business. Yeah, it can be so easy to be fully engulfed in your business, but it's about your your romance, your family, your physical health, your spirituality, your financial health. All these things play a part. It's not just about one thing. You can't just fix one foundation. Back to your business. If you have just one good system in place, it's still not going to work. You need the full suite, the full foundation. Um, mm-hmm. Again, that's why I love the synergy and what what you build, how you help people, and how mm-hmm. you know, coaches like ourselves, how we help people with the the internal systems, the internal yeah. processes. Yeah, and even there's also synergy when I'm having conversations with clients because if I even mentioned to them, yeah, you need to set up schedule, you know, scheduler links for people to schedule time. If someone has mindset issues around availability. I can sit here all day long and say, hey, we might need to put some boundaries in. Let's have certain days of the week that you do certain things. If someone has limitations on that, it's like pulling teeth. And I'm like, oh. and then it's not until maybe like by the end of the process they have, it's all, it always happens that something that they flight me on happens during the process of me setting it up. And they're just like, okay, Jesse, I give up on that because I see that this doesn't work because I think sometimes what happens, even I would assume with mine, well, you even mentioned that about mindset. We're always evolving. There's always going to be different areas of our business where it might be, okay, let me get over even starting, you know, my business and what I might have a vision on, or now I have the business as it's growing. 
how do I get over the fact that I need to have team members? Because that's a whole thing, because I've even had conversations with people that were like, you can't trust people. I'm like, Ooh, okay. If you already feel this way, that means you definitely are going to attract people that are going to either slight you or you're not going to take ownership and leading people. So all of that matters when we're creating a system and where we are mentally impacts that as well. Yeah. I understand that's that. Yeah. But can I just do this? But can I, I, I just add this on? But you, know, you said about scarcity and time. Yeah, but can I just take a few more early morning calls? It, it'll be fine. I can do it because that might bring in more. And it's yeah. that self-perpetuating cycle. It's coming from the right place. But yeah. it's almost like, you know, it's disregarding your experience. You've been there and done that. You know what's going to happen. And at the end, like, yeah, okay, I tried it my way. I tried the hybrid. Didn't quite work. Yeah. But I think, too, what happens is that often people get so wrapped up into the fear and um, obstacles of what they're facing right now. And I find this happens often when I'm even creating systems for people is that they're thinking about how do I get my business straight for now compared to how do I make it run so that I can actually grow? Because Again, there's a difference between growth and being busy. And I've been in places like that where I'm like, oh, all this volume, but like, hold on, the money is still the same. I, I feel like I should have been more, but what happened? And it's because again, we're building based off of where we are. And then we'll have this sales funnel or this process that we're using, but it has this big gaping hole at the bottom of it. So yeah, you might be bringing in the new, but they're just falling through. They're not giving you referrals. You're not even asking for referrals. You're not nurturing any relationships because there's no capacity. You know, all those things happen where you're like, oh, I don't want to be nagging. I don't want, you know, like all of that goes into, and it's like, man, that's exhausting. Like, let that go. Like, just focus on what you're building. How can we increase your, your capacity? Because people often want more clients. You can have more clients, but one, if you aren't right mentally, like that's a big thing. Um, and then two, if you don't have the structure to even support those clients, then you did all that work to just have people fall right through your sales funnel. And bring in more stress, more worry, and increase the doubt if you can't fulfill at the level that you want to, know you could, or promise that you could. So. Yes. So much goes into that. Look, Jesse, thank you so, so much for sharing your your wisdom, your advice, and you know, your journey along the way. It's been it's been really cool. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on here and I love what y'all are doing. And I think there needs to be more conversations about how mindset and the journey because it all matters and it's all okay. It adds value and you'll look back and you'll be amazed at what you accomplished. Absolutely. Jesse, thank you. Hey, look, if people want to find out more about, about you and your service, where can they find you online? Yes, I'm at Green Eyed Ambition on website, Instagram, and YouTube. I love sharing just content on different platforms and going into the upcoming months. I'm really going to be doing more analysis on systems and apps and platforms for different types of businesses. Because if you are still just doing Google emails only, you're not using any calendar, any invoice. There's no contracts. Yes, you should have contracts. There are some people out here doing businesses without contract. Yes, you need to have contracts. Um, there needs to be something that's keeping your business together. So I love researching on different businesses and 
things that can help you with having less stress and enjoy what you love or um, what you love to do. Yes, that's what it's all about. Right, everyone, go check out Jesse's stuff. And thank you again for, for being with us today. It's my pleasure. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.